Welcome to episode 98 of the Waste of Web Space podcast. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. Surprise, we remembered the uh, intro, considering how long it's been since we last broadcast. Uh, but hello, if you are listening to us uh, right now, hello. Hello, if you're listening and watching live. Hello, if you're listening or watching not live. Um, maybe in your car, maybe in the bath, maybe in bed, or wherever uh, you are. Those, are those two separate events, in the car, in the bath? Yeah. Because you said them quite close together to make it sound like <laughs> you might be both in a car and in a bath, which is probably not a very good recipe for you know, how to drive, really, is it? Have you not heard of a car bath? Um, I haven't, no. no. Is that like the beds that you can get when you were younger? You used to have sort of a, a bed that was like a car or a football net or that sort of stuff that people used to have when kids used to have them then? I know what you mean, but to be honest, I just completely made that up. Anyway, on to the uh, episode title then. Let's not waste any more time. Uh, so, our episode is titled Holiday Controversy because of Boris Johnson's uh, holiday that he's been investigated for, isn't he? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll come on to it probably later on um, in terms of he seems to have just announced some relaxation to the lockdown rules on the same day that he's also getting investigated for how a holiday was funded in Christmas 2019, I think. Yeah, so just, just Which, before the pandemic. Yeah. At least they so got a last was, holiday in there, though. Good timing, yeah. Bojo. At Christmas time, yeah. I mean, what, what between Christmas and New Year, I think he went to the Caribbean Islands. Was it allegedly paid for at the time? Or, or allegedly there was some kind of arrangement with the person who owns phones Carf- for can't, you? Can't phone where And if you Sorry, say phones for you, you can't do it without going phones for you. Yeah. But it's car Although, phone warehouse. They're, they're, I think phones phone for you are now defunct, I think. Yes, but there, there was still someone who once owned them, so he's still he's still alive as far as I'm aware. Mm. Okay. Uh, anyway, are you ready for your song? Let's play the song. So here it is, Holiday Controversy. It's a Madonna, a cover of Madonna. Okay, here we go. Holiday Controversy Holiday Controversy Boris took a holiday But no one showed who paid He took his fiancée But who but who paid? So he did he break the code of the parliamentary regulations? He went across the world to a sunny Caribbean nation. Was it a Tory donor? Or was it the taxpayer? Boris is under pressure after his Caribbean weather Who paid for the holiday? Boris took a holiday But no one showed who paid He took his fiancée But who? But who paid? There you go. Okay, so yeah, that, there you go. That you can get the gist, don't you? Because um, I think it's not, yeah. it's not necessarily that the taxpayer paid if he if it wasn't the Tory donor, but it's the fact that what was the Tory donor given in uh, return for the holiday? Which obviously, if it is a uh, a lucrative contract for you know, like they were giving out these contracts willy nilly to the friends and stuff like that, then in effect, it is sort of taxpayers' money, isn't it? Because it was a government sort of. Yeah. Contract, the, oh, so, sorry, yeah. sorry, Jim. But I'm just hearing that it was given a lucrative contract. It was given 
eight gigabytes of data on a 24-month <laughs> contract for only £35 a month. That is a bargain. <laughs> yeah, well done. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, Brilliant. I mean, you can't blame him then, can you? Did he, yeah, What well, about the roaming? Maybe just waive the roaming charges. Maybe. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, as we mentioned on the last uh, podcast, where it was mentioned about Boris Johnson and his wallpaper and redecorating his flat, um, I think, did we mention it on the last podcast? I can't remember, actually. It was that long ago. But was, it, was it still bubbling there? It started? Was it, was it that? Was it something else? I mean, uh, yeah. it's also been up to date. He owes, he owes the court some money as well, doesn't he, Boris Johnson? Uh, apparently, he's got a county court judgment against him for about £500, which, whether or not it's <laughs> actually a genuine debt that he owes or it's just someone who's taking the piss out of him, no, no one's quite sure just yet. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, I think, in general, we mentioned about the flat, and I don't really care who um, how his flat gets funded, but... Well, I shouldn't care yeah. about it. But the reason I do care about it is because we've got a prime minister who gives out PPE contracts to anyone and everyone. So I am a bit more bothered about it. So the the way the Tory politicians say that people don't care about it, um, now I think the, I think what they actually mean is we shouldn't care about it. But because of the backstory and so many things that happened, we actually do care about it. They're calling it the sleaze files, aren't they? Yeah, and there's just so many of it. It's hard to <laughs> hard to keep track, unfortunately. I mean, perhaps that's the, perhaps that's the way never be pinned down to one um, bit of bad behaviour by having so many bad bits of behaviour. Exactly. You can't pin down to one thing. Anyway, should we do some breaking news? Let's do breaking news. Do you want to uh, go first, Fisher, or shall I? Um, Can do. Well, should should we do a joint one first, which is that we, together, well, not quite together, we both participate in a virtual cocktail night, didn't we? Well, I was wondering what that was going to be about then, because it was so long ago. But yeah, we did. Uh, virtual cocktail night, Sheffield Distillery. The second one we've both done together. You'll be happy yeah. because you got a mention this time as a part of mm. the uh, Waste of Web Space podcast, whereas you were overlooked last time, weren't you, Fisher? Uh, yeah. <laughs> For an inferior podcast. Yeah. Um, so um, They said, they said yeah, we're really sorry about last time. We gave Jimbo a shout-out for his Ale and Audio podcast, but we completely forgot about the other podcast, The Waste of Web Space, hosted by Jimbo and his co-presenter, William Shakespeare. Um, yeah. but sorry, Chris Fisher. <laughs> my, my hair, I can confirm, is still uh, getting a bit out of control. I've still not cut yet. I thought this was going to be breaking news today. I thought breaking news today is surely that Fisher's hair's been sorted. No, I'm, I'm continuing with it with these long, luscious long locks. Um, and who knows how long they're going to be here for. You're well, um, you're well protected should anything fall on your head. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll get to something else that I'm doing shortly and, uh, and my hair and sort of how that functions within it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm quite enjoying having the longer hair. It's, it's all right, I'm getting used <laughs> to it. Um, I say it's not going to stay forever, obviously, but there we go. So yes, we took part in the Sheffield Distillery cocktail night. It was very good. Really it enjoyed it. Um, how about yourself? Yeah, good really, really good. Uh, as always, uh, Karen and Paul, who were sort yeah. of running the show on screen, um, absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant as always. Uh, probably, yeah. probably the best best presenters I think in in Chapel Town, arguably. Um, yeah. When it comes to broadcasting, what do you think, Fisher? <laughs> I think a fantastic double actor. I don't know where they get their inspiration from, really. <laughs> but um, also, well done are. to those behind the scenes as well, because they have a lot. We don't get that. We don't get the technical support, though, do we? That Paul and uh, Karen get. Yeah, we don't have Simon Cooper um, doing that. I mean, as I say, uh, it was a bit confusing the first one I went on because you're expecting sort of something that says Sheffield Distillery, all that. It says underneath it Simon Cooper. I think it's Simon Cooper <laughs> turns out he's sort of an expert in terms of doing camera work and zoom and what have you. Yeah, well, and, uh, well done to them all, though, because they all did a great job, a great night again. Uh, I particularly, I, w- I was a fan of the strawberry crush, which mainly because I put so much effort into crushing those strawberries. Yeah, I can't, I can't particularly remember. Uh, oh, yes, you have too many. Crush, yeah, was 
I preferred the yeah too many strawberries. I was just high on sugar <laughs> coming the end of it. I was bouncing off the walls. Um, I quite enjoyed the orange um, St. Clement's one. I thought it was quite nice. Yeah. I can't remember the precise name of Which it. Which is one of the award-winning uh, gins, isn't it, as well? Saint, gin, the St. Clement's gin. Without being funny, don't we say that about all of their gins? Which is probably probably just goes to show the sheer high quality of the gins that they've got. But the amount of times uh, award-winning, award-winning. Tell you what, tell you one thing, Jimbo. You never hear us banging on about our awards, do you? No. No, you don't. No. Well, um, mainly because we haven't got any. In fact, we do have an award yeah. coming up today, actually. Unfortunately, it's not for you or well, it's not. It's not for. It's not anything to do with you. Again. But uh, yeah, uh, um, yeah. But it was good. What, what did amuse me slightly is that uh, they, they promoted the podcast, and my brother-in-law was also on the Zoom, and he wrote in the comments basically he put podcast equals waste of web space. So I think anyone reading that will probably have found it <laughs> fairly insulting, just basically slagged our podcast off as opposed yeah. to that's the name of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, th- things took a slightly unusual turn, didn't they? Yeah. When at the last bit where they said, "Has anyone got any questions?" And I door-stopped a member of the... Uh, uh, someone who was just innocently enjoying a cocktail-making evening, and they got questioned by me. And I said, um, very mind, I've had a few cocktails at this point, I said, Is Liz there? Is Liz there? Yeah, Liz. Liz, who's on this podcast? Uh, who's on this uh, on this Zoom? And, and it was a girl who we met on one occasion, or met her before, but specifically met her on one occasion when we appeared on the news, Yeah, um, talking about Northern Rail and how bad their service was. Mm. And we sort of noticed she was on there. So, so, I said, so this, was that this is this is a time when I I did a tweet because I was really angry at uh, Northern Rail mm. again. Um, and Danny Savage, BBC reporter, got in touch with said, "Can I can I come and interview you, Jimbo, at the mm-hmm. train station one morning?" So my interview was hijacked by Chris Fisher, and then Chris Fisher's interview was hijacked by Lizzie, mm-hmm. weren't it? Yeah, um, I think her name is actually Elizabeth Taylor, um, but not that one. Um, yeah. And she was talking about how many people you can get stuck in, in a train toilet. toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she, she made it onto the news. It was a bit strange on that interview because you were like for it and I was against it. So we, we ended up sort of arguing with each other, really, um, <laughs> and being portrayed as not being on the same side, which was a bit weird. Um, so, yeah, that was the first time we'd seen us. I'd, I'd literally never seen her since then because I, I tended to get an early train. So I've not, not seen that person at all uh, since then until she popped up on the co- virtual cocktail making night. So it's reactive she's seen the interview. Which turned out she actually had, so good on her. Good. Well, yeah, um, and, and she recognises as well, I think. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, after a bit of prodding and poking and so on. Yeah. Uh, so is, uh, that, is that all your breaking news for now? Oh, no, you've got another one, haven't you? Yeah, I've got, I've got some other bits of breaking news. So um, I'm currently part of a challenge at work. Is it uh, grow your hair as long as you can? But it's not grow, grow hair as long is as you can. Is it wear as many it's... women's clothes on a podcast as you can? Uh, no, this is my own again, actually. So Men's not... cardigan, I think of right. okay. Um... Saitan. Um, and <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're doing a walking challenge. We're in, we're in teams of seven, I think. Um, and we've got to basically record our steps uh, for the two week period. Uh, it's to. So, um, well, so like five, six, seven, eight, my boots, scooting, baby is drive. That you, you're going to have to do a co- pretty, few cover versions and so on. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Recording um, your steps. Do that. Better devil, you know. Yeah. A deeper shade of blue is that step song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Bite a Shade of Pale, I can't remember. Obviously, there was um, Lisa Scott Lee H, who turned out to be in Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, uncredited part, obviously. Um, but yeah, um, I can't remember any of those. Did you just say Call of Duty then, by the way? Line of Duty. Line of Duty, yeah. Sorry. Um, is, is Call of Duty the one where you shoot each other on, a, on an actual game? Yeah, I think Call of Duty is the oh, game, right. yeah. Line of Duty is a TV programme that I don't watch. I don't play the game, I don't watch the programme, so people are talking about... It. Well, I, I do watch the programme, still managed to call it something something else, but never mind. Yeah, never mind. Um, so, 
doing the walking challenge. Uh, I'm currently, um, I did, I did 23,500 steps first day. And on the second day, managed about 15,500. I've gone to over 16,000 steps today. So I'm doing all right. I think I'm doing okay. Um, I think sort of for a lot of people, they try and just get to 10,000, but I'm, I'm, well, the thing I'm is, going if you, through if you started on, the walking. If you started on 23,000, then you went to 16,000. It sounds like you're going downhill. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I would have got, got more when I did 16,000, but um, I started walking backwards at some point, so I started taking the steps off. Right, okay. But, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's all good fun. Uh, we're doing it to promote uh, National Mental Health Week, so we're doing a physical challenge, as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've sent sort of... We've sent, this is this is the best bit about this. You know, we're trying to promote this and trying to encourage people to sort of get outside, enjoy the fresh air, get some exercise. Hopefully, you know, movement is medicine. You know, your health is your wealth and all that sort of stuff. And as you walk around, you'll sort of feel better, and things will just in general be, you know, you can sort of de-stress while you're walking around. And also on this sort of news, I've got sent around to people while they're talking about National Mental Health Week and going out and walking. They said also a great way to pass the time whilst walking is listen to a podcast. Oh, brilliant. So we got yeah. some we've, we've got a little bit of a PR have we? So, yeah, well, I mean, I don't want, I don't want to say anything, but I helped to sort of last year when we sort of got into lockdown, I helped to create this newsletter and sort of oh, set yeah. the template up and sort of do the first drafts of the newsletter and all this sort of stuff. I like where this is going. Um, I like this is going. Yeah. And obviously, we're on to, we've done, at this point, we've done 97 episodes of our podcast over a period of, what, seven, eight years, something yeah, but, like that? Yeah, but forget the first, you know, we had a big gap, so yeah, yeah, we might as well think last three people. years, you know, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've, last year alone, we yeah. produced, what, 35, 36 podcasts, and we worked out that yeah. we've maybe done about 48 hours of podcasting and, Award, and what have you. Award-winning, obviously me, Award not, winning. Not, not you, uh, nothing yeah. to do with podcasting, but uh, yeah. So, um, oh, sorry, no. We didn't get a mention, unfortunately. Never mind. So, so we didn't get a mention. We didn't get a mention. So, what no. did they mention? Um, Louis Theroux's Grounded, uh, the Mother Podcast with Zoe Blakesley, uh, Positive People Podcast, the Feel Better Live More Podcast, uh, the Josh Whittacombe and Rob Beckett Lockdown Parenting Hell. So, you're saying we didn't we didn't make a, we didn't make a list of podcasts that might make you feel better? Uh, exactly. At all the, they have at, to. All people have to do is watch the live version, look at your air, and they instantly feel better about themselves. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know why I'm advertising some of the podcasts. The Goop podcast. Stop it. (laughs) Gossip Mongers. The the Art of Manliness podcast. Right, I've turned him down. Okay, (laughs) I can't hear you anymore. Right, no, I'll just put him up because he carries us really, so yeah. Anyway, uh, so, Fisher. So what's what's your breaking news, anyway? My breaking news. Um... I put a roof on my pergola. Really? A permanent roof. Pergola? It was well. It was so you you visited the Ale and Audio Pub Shed and uh, yep. it it had a a tarpaulin roof. So it was uh, mm-hmm. not not particularly great in the rain. And you know we've had a lot of rain recently. So uh, yeah, my 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 dad gave me some ideas and gave me some tips and gave me the tools and everything. And I uh, yeah created a slightly sloped roof on top of the pergola and underneath it I have put. Uh, imitation vine as well, so it's got that, that kind of botanist sort of feel to it. If you've ever been somewhere mm. like the botanist um, yeah. pub sort of thing, so it's, it's, yeah, it's looking good. And uh, I went to Whitby in a uh, glamping pod uh, mm-hmm. with my mum and uh, took Ada as well, of course. And yeah, it was it was it was really what. Well, my mum was in a cottage and I was in the glamping pod because obviously you're not allowed to share accommodation and stuff like that. So you need to have your own accommodation. You can't have you couldn't have mixed people. 
from the mm-hmm. same family at the minute in in accommodation and so on. So there I am in the glamping pod, which was great. It was like a, I you know, when people think glamping, they think of a posh tent, but this was more like a a wooden sort of um like sort of posh looking shaped shed thing, like mm-hmm. curved sort of thing, like a, almost like a bit like a a, a bomb shelter. Um, but not metal, more like made out of wood. Yeah. So a little cabin. Uh, and they had in there things like, um, you know, it was pretty good because um, they had like things like a microwave. Obviously, the beds are in there. Um, you know, just you, simple facilities, a sofa, a TV, um, mm-hmm. a kettle, but no toilet. No toilet. Yeah, a, ke- a kettle, a kettle, but no toilet. Really boils my piss. Oh, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was just about to, I was just about to say exactly the same thing. So, oh, um, well, yeah. yeah. I'd have been really annoyed. Uh, but anyway, yeah. so there you go. That That's my breaking news. Yeah, we, we avoided all the rain. Um, mm-hmm. Got pretty decent weather. Aidan nearly got hit by a goat. I got that on camera. Um, so yeah. I'm happy with that. I'm going to wait till uh, Lisa Riley's back on asking for 250 quid for it or whatever. Does she do that anymore? Probably not. Is it Ariel? I don't know. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's that's what I've been up to. Good stuff. Pleased to uh, pleased to hear it. I mean, uh, obviously, sad to hear that uh, Aidan nearly got uh, eaten by a goat. Sounds like a bit of a silly billy. Hey. Um, <laughs> but there we go. Are we going to have our beers? We are. Let's uh, move on. <laughs> So obviously being in Whitby, um, you've been to Whitby before and you've come back to the podcast with a uh, beer from Whitby, haven't you? Um, Have you? I didn't bother going up those steps, so I've just got one from Sheffield, which is a possibly featured on this podcast before. I've certainly had it before and it's certainly been on my Instagram, uh, Ale and Audio Instagram account before. Just a little bit of uh, promotion there, Ale and Audio. There's another podcast called Ale and Audio and an Instagram account called Ale and Audio. Uh, but I don't like to do too much personal promotion on this Waste of Web Space podcast. Um, yeah. Can't, can't build notes, you're just behind you. You've got uh, an advertisement for your business as well, haven't you, Jimbo? Oh, I've, I've, I forgot to take that down, haven't I? What's the chance of what that? Is, just, what am I like, anyway? So, uh, it's it's a hazy IPA, DDH, double dry hopped um, beer from, it's 6%, and it's from one of my, my favourite, one of my favourite um, Sheffield breweries, the brand new, well, sort of brand new, as in, you know, kind of started up during the pandemic. They're doing really well for themselves. Little Nesters. Um, and I've had this before and I really like it. And I can't remember if I've had it on this podcast or I've just had it separately before. But uh, I will pour it, show you the colour of it as well, because it's a, it's a really good drink, this one. Uh, and I think you can actually get it in mini kegs as well. So oh, okay. there you go. I'm I'm just sending a message to someone about getting trying to get some beers from Southampton. Someone said I'm going to Southampton and working down there a bit. So please contact right. me about um, getting some beers from Southampton. So I'm, I'm literally just sending a message now. Um, so well, it's not Portsmouth, beer, obviously. Or Portsmouth. I mean, I got some from the Isle of Wight last year. I've got some uh, some of this. Adnams Southwold Bitter, mm-hmm. which I presume is it Suffolk as opposed to Norfolk, I think. Adnams. Yeah, I've had their ghost um, shit before. All right, okay. Um, Jack Jack Brand, Southwold Bitter. Uh, been made since 1912. Saved me a Titanic sank. I don't know if that's uh, connected at all. I presume it probably isn't, I guess. Uh, I don't quite know why I've particularly got this bottle. I think I might have just picked it up from a shop I was in because it was um, a bit of a... It was on its own. It's a bit strange to have one single bottle, so I can't quite remember exactly where it's from. Uh, it is Southall, yes, it's Suffolk. Uh, so it's got an IP postcode, so it's near Ipswich. Um, although I think last time I actually had some of this, it was, I was in Norfolk, as it so happens. So I think, on the, I don't know if they're friendly or whether they're rivals, Norfolk and Suffolk. I don't know if it's like Yorkshire and Lancashire. Um, I'm going to pour it out, and it's the bitter, so it's a bit uh, slightly darker brown in its colour and texture. I say texture, I mean colour, really, don't I? 
Yeah. Um, can you remember the, back in the days when we only used to have like half of these bottles each? Mm. But now we're on to a full, now, full now bottle. Of, yeah. Got a little bit too much head on that. I'm not sure what same. yours tastes like, Jim. Yeah, but I'm same, yeah. I've, this. I might have to drink out of the can while I let it settle. But um, so I've had mine before. Uh, I really like it. Mm. It's a strong one, obviously. It's quite, but it's quite. Good. A, it's all right. I mean, it's not not the most amazing pint of bitter ever. I mean, you can tell it's not a good pint of bitter. Don't say the word best bitter in front of it. So that's always all a giveaway. Right. So okay. <laughs> yeah. Everyone calls mm. it that, don't they? Yeah. So these don't. I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not overly uh, impressed with it. But might have a cup of best coffee after this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, or even a best glass of water or something. Anyway, should we move on? Yes, so, let's move on to the next, my, next part of the show. It's my show and tell, for sure. And okay. uh, for my show and tell this week, as I've kind of already briefly mentioned, I've got a bit more breaking news. I have a new uh, certificate, in, oh, okay. which I am obviously, because I will ruin my show and tell if I turn it round and show you what it says on the certificate, mm. okay? So there's two possible answers to this, okay, as always, and you've got to work out which one it is. Number one, mm is I am a now an associate fellow at Sheffield Hallam University. You're a strange um, fellow, I know that much. Thank you. Uh, no, I'm an associate fellow, which means I'm basically a bit of an expert at what I do kind of thing. What I had to do is, is is I had to, <laughs> I had to write, uh, so like I basically report the kind of stuff I've done with learning technology and uh, teaching and learning digital technology and stuff like that, and uh, that kind of gets assessed, and you just you become an associate fellow. It's about sort of like a talent sort of um, a talent recognition scheme that I took part in. Uh, so that's number one. Number two is it is a certificate, a qualification, certificate of achievement for seller management. Right, okay. Um, is that right? So let's. Um, should we go for the first or the second one first? Let's do the first one first because that makes more sense. So, is this in relation? Because I, I believe you recently changed. I say recently, you changed roles at university probably about nine months, a year ago, something like that. Pretty much a year to this week, I think, actually. All right, okay. Or next week. And so, is the is the is this purely in relation to your new role? Though? It's got nothing to do with what you did in the past. No, I could write about. I could use things I've done in the past um, because mm-hmm. I, I've, you know, although I work in, directly in learning technology now, I've used uh, software and programs and the way, ways of, of teaching and learning and stuff in classrooms uh, mm-hmm. in my other jobs as well. So I could write about my whole experience. Okay. Some of suppose... it, some of it's about being at uh, the university so long to be able to do something like that as well. Did you? Whilst as, as well as having the certificate, would you normally go to some kind of presentation ceremony for this? Appreciate, obviously, you can't at the moment given the social distance regulations and all that sort of stuff. No, I don't is think it's. Normally... Uh, you know, I, I am. I have graduated, as as you may know, uh, three times. I've I've, I've yeah. been a graduate in some shape or form, but it wasn't it wasn't anything as prestigious as that. Okay, um, three 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 degrees. Oh, you like uh, like Diana Ross? She, was she in three degrees? Or was that Supremes? Sheila Ferguson, she was in, she was in three degrees. Um, anyway, so what's the, I suppose one question is, without being, without being rude or disrespectful, what's the actual point in having it? Because it, it recognises you as a um, highly skilled staff member able to support academics who are very, very, very highly qualified, as you will know, university right. academics. So it's about having kind of giving our department that sort of authenticity that we've got staff trained to higher levels using certain technologies and so on, uh, um, things are, like that. Are other people in your department also sort of of the standard? A few people have, yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, not everybody's been at the university as long as I have. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people have been there longer, some people less. So it depends what to... Oh. You can't... I could have I could have become a senior uh, associate fellow 
Um, but that was a little bit more difficult to do, considering there wasn't anyone else to in my team to start, to to self certify me if you know, on this occasion. Well, surely, surely um, self certification is a process that's done yeah. by yourself as opposed to by someone else. You know what I mean? Someone else who could, yeah, basically because they've done the senior one, they could look at me, assess read what, you. yeah, that kind of thing. Nobody could assess me. Right. Well, I presume some of those got to be the first senior associate at some form. Um, did you find the work that was involved in this to be difficult? Uh, not too bad. No, no, it wasn't. I've done I've done many things like MVQs before, which are quite mm-hmm. a lot of writing, a lot of report writing and work. And yeah, and no, this wasn't that difficult. Okay, but I'm um, very proud of it. Go on, go on. Congratulations if that's uh, that's that's what you've got. Yeah, it could just be it could just be a picture of anything. <laughs> yeah, it'd just be a, a thing. Uh, who signed the? Award or the certificate? Uh, D. Johnson. D. Johnson, Dr. Johnson, inventor of the oh, no, um, sorry. dictionary back in those days. Dan Jordan, actually. I've just, Dan I, Jordan. I was trying to read the scribble and I just presumed it was Johnson, but it does say underneath Dan Jordan. Okay. And who's Dan Jordan? I'm presuming he's the person who certified it. Oh, right. the certificate. So he's not sort of Chancellor of the University or Vice Chancellor or no. anything along those lines. Okay. So if we look at the second option, which is a certificate in seller management, um, where did you get this and when? I did an online course in seller management. So, uh, by seller, are we talking C-E-L-L-A-R, as yeah. in be a seller? Yes, not not S-E-L-L-E-R or A-R. Not as in the art of selling. Selling things, now. Oh, for sure, you've gone. A, you've gone a little. Just, just, just. I'll, I'll wait for you to catch up. You've, we've lost your signal very slightly. Uh, All the rubbishins. You've caught up, I think, now. Sorry, yeah, I don't know if the signal just dropped out a little bit there. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, what, what I said, I don't know if you heard that or not, but uh, basically we are talking about a beer seller as opposed to a seller that you might have in your property at home that's just filled with rubbish. Yes, yes, a beer seller. Like, yeah. Um, and you said it was an online course. When did you undertake that online course? Just before the weekend. All right, okay, so it's nothing to do with the former job you had working at the Walter Arms pub in Chapel Town. No. Can you, can you do sell as if they'd have put online? me on a qualification? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, well, I if this is true, I have done. Um, okay. And why why would you want to do that? Bearing in mind you don't have a beer seller. I well, I you know I have a I I'm a very, I have a very keen interest in beer, and I have my own pub shed these days. Which, to the best of my knowledge, doesn't have a seller. No, but there's more to you know. Just because you haven't got a seller doesn't mean doesn't mean you can't look after beer, does it? Uh, no, that's a very good point. Very good point. Um, and bear in, bear in mind, you know how to do things like cleaning lines and all that sort of stuff, don't you? On the from previous previous work, um, I would say. Why, why did you? Yeah, did you pass pass this with flying colours? Was there a test part of it? Yeah, was it, it was learning? typically like one of those kind of things where you go through the modules, you do your learning, then there's some summary questions, and at the end you do an assessment. Did it? Did it cost you anything to do it? Uh, a little bit, yeah, yeah, not too much. Just a very small, small, a small fee. Could you be any less vague about how much it cost? It was thirty pounds. Thirty pounds. Mm. Is that including or excluding that? Uh, including, I think. Um, thirty pounds to decide. Do you think it was thirty pounds well spent? Have you got skills that you think I are think transferable so. to elsewhere? You could, you could ask me about what I learned and what I know if you want to really test me. Okay. Um, how would you, if you've got a pint of beer and it's fobbing quite a lot, what would you do? I would suggest that there is possibly air getting in to the uh, beer. Um, if it depending on what the type of beer it was, but I would suggest it's there, there is air in it, yeah, in some way. Or it could, okay. it could, it could be off for other reasons. It could be off. Mm-hmm. But generally, it sounds like the either the gas has not 
right or there's too much getting in or air's getting in. Okay. Um, how would you clean some lines? Well, in the pub cellar? Uh, I can tell you what I do, but uh, I mean, well, I think everyone, I think this is how the the advice is as well. So you get you get two buckets. One mm-hmm. you put in some uh, sanita- sanitizer stuff or whatever you call it. Uh, you know what I mean? I think, I think it's generally called line cleaner, isn't it? St- line clean, sterilizing sort yeah. of like yeah granules or whatever. Uh, one bucket's full of plain water. You pull the plain water through first to clear the line and just get water running through it. And then uh, about eight pints worth ish. And then you put your pipe into the. Uh, Sanity, what do you call it? I keep getting the name wrong of it. The, the line, line cleaner, cleaner, the line cleaning yeah. bucket, and then you pull that through, and then you leave it in the pipe for probably at least ten minutes. I like to personally go try and go up to twenty minutes, half an hour if I can, and then after that you pull it all through. And uh, you can also in, in the bucket if you want to. Um, you can also drop your, you know, your sparkler heads and anything else that's sort of attached, and just get them clean as well. They can be sort of sat in there for a bit, but about twenty minutes, half an hour, then you pull the rest through. And then you put water, the, the pipe back in the water and then pull another eight pints of, pints of water through, checking the colour, making sure it's clear and there's no floaty bits of uh, uh, line cleaner in there or anything like that. And then, yeah, oh, pretty much it's uh, it's all good, yeah. Okay. Yeah, to be fair, that's, that's, that's not too bad an explanation. I mean... All right, you didn't. You didn't actually seem to understand that you use a product called Line Cleaner to clean the lines. But other than that, you I knew it was called Line Cleaner. I was trying to call it steril. I, ster- I was getting mixed up with sterilizer and sanitizer. Um, right. Okay. So it, it's kind of like um, sterilizing stuff, isn't it? That what it's doing. Yeah. So, hmm. is it time for a decision? Do you think? Cross me a bit more about about any of them if you want to. Okay. Um, who have you told about getting this particular prize? Are you having some kind of celebration for it for getting this award? Uh, well, obviously, I can't go to pubs yet, apart from my own, and uh, mm-hmm. inside pubs anyway. Uh, but no, I've not told anyone, because uh, mainly because, and you know, I like to put things on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, and I've done something great. Uh, and if it was, if it is this, the, the beer one, the seller management, then obviously I'd want to put that on my Alien Audio um, pages, wouldn't I, and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I haven't because I thought this would make a good show and tell either way. Good show and tell, yeah. Which to be fair, sometimes have to do that. You know, yeah. revoke things from social media for a while while we kind of um, yeah get on and do what we do. So, um, is there any plans to kind of advance further from this current step that you're on? So, do you want to yeah do, do you want to use that as a building block to something bigger? Uh, maybe I might want to become a senior associate fellow one day. Or it might help me to progress through the ranks uh, within learning technology. To my, for myself, as a bit of a you know for the for the uh, learning technology one and uh, for, the, for it being the associate fellow one, uh, it's just nice to have another qualification. Particularly when I have a a, a glowing business um, that mm-hmm. uh, does things like teachers using certain bits of software that you could use in in teaching, learning, or in recruitment and things like that. So it's good to have an extra thing behind me. Uh, so. Uh, might want to progress that one day and then for the seller management stuff well yeah i've got you know i want, I want to be able to say to my visitors who come round to my pub shed and try a pint that this is the perfect pint and i have done a qualification to make sure that it is because there wasn't you know things about pulling pints and temperatures and things like that on there as well so you want to be able to say to people i don't have a seller but let me tell you if i did it'd be very well managed is that what you want to say to people yes um Right, so it's time, time for a decision then, I suppose, isn't it? I think I've got sort of as much out of you that I'm I'm going to get. And I'm going to say that... I'm going to say it's the first one. I think you've become some kind of research associate um, in your, from the University of... Oh, Sh- Hall- Sheffield Hallam University. Shall I reveal by spinning the, uh, the certificate round and then you can read it? Yeah, that's how I look. Seller management. Oh, man. Oh, no, you got it wrong. Got it wrong. 
So it actually does say, now you might be, you know, taking the mickey out of me because I ain't got a seller. It says a high quality, high quality online training course designed to provide users with the proper knowledge needed to maintain high st- standards in the seller. All right, I ain't got a seller. And on the bar. So on the bar. I learned about seller temperatures, which should be between, I mean, I learned it, not you, but. Uh, well, uh, me. Um, well, I presume you want it to be fairly. You don't want it to be below zero, but I presume you want it be, to be between two and six degrees centigrade, something like that, perhaps. No, eleven and fifteen. Eleven, eleven and any, fifteen. No. Any colder than that, and you can get uh, what they call beer freeze or something like that. Yeah. It'll haze, freeze and haze, and it Actually, can take yeah, out. Sorry. It can ruin the colour of the beer and uh, all that kind of thing. I, to be fair, I do like it served a bit colder than the advice. If it's going to have to be between those temperatures, I definitely want it at the coldest temperature possible. Uh, but I, mm. I do like it a little bit colder than that. But uh, no, to, you know, to make sure that the beer stays as good as it can for as long as it can, it needs to be down to uh, between eleven and fifteen. Um, so there you go. But I learned about oh, pulling yeah. pints and the uh, and how to pull the perfect pint and the types of glasses I should use uh, for each type of drink. And uh, there was stuff about hygiene and health and safety and accidents, which obviously, uh, you know, I'm not actually in a real pub, so that was all a bit irrelevant. <laughs> but uh, no, I have I am seller management qualified now. So there you go. Well, congratulations, well done, Jimba. And I can hang it up in the. In fact, it was hung up, hung up, but I took it off to to bring it and show you. So, there we go. Uh, well done, I'm, de- I'm delighted for I was going to see how long you was going to walk for then, so I left the, mu- yeah, I left just... the uh, music on a bit longer to see if he'd carry on going. Uh, but I'll no. try and get a few extra steps in. It's not a very big room that I'm podcasting from, so it's not very far to what, go. What are you on today? Um, uh, the Southwold Adnan's <laughs> Best Bitter. Uh, I'm 17,100 um, thus far. I think, hopefully, after we finish podcasting, I might be able to kind of get out and do another sort of thousand or so steps and just sort of... Top that up to eighteen thousand, um, but we'll see. It's, it's, it's actually quite surprising how many steps you do while you're just walking around the house. Mm-hmm. Is what I would say in general. Yeah, I've been trying to do a few laps around the block, reciting, do reciting, shakes, reciting Shakespeare as you go. Yeah, carrying the sort of skull like um, <laughs> a fellow does, um, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, reenacting various famous <laughs> areas, from, bits from Shakespearean plays, standing on the balcony, sort of shouting yeah. out for Romeo and all that sort of stuff. Um, Walking along and sort of saying, "Is this a dagger I see before me?" Like they did in Macbeth. Mm. Um, well, it's Chapel Town. Yeah, so. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's. I think. Are we on, are we on to my bit? Have yeah, onto your bit for sure. Get on with it. I've got a little quiz. Yeah. Uh, and it's about the Ig Nobel Prize. Oh, of course, uh, it's the Ig Nobel Prize. It would be the Ig Nobel Prize, wouldn't it? Because that's the easy quiz that you put together when you've had no time when you're prioritising. A little, a little, a little unknown sport. Uh, people might want to know called cricket. Prioritising yep. the cricket. I can. I'm surprised you even get your helmet on. Yeah. Do you, do you know what the slightly bad news is at the moment? Is that um, you haven't I, played either, have you? Uh, yeah. The slightly bad news is that I've, I'm sure I'd left sort of a note on my phone with all the text from the Nobel Award, and it's not currently coming up. So I can't actually find it, which is a little bit annoying. Oh, um, here we go. So, so the dog ate it, did it? The, it, yeah, the cat, I've, the, uh, cat the cat accessed your iPhone, did it? 
Yeah, I've, I've, I've got nothing, man. I've, I've got absolutely... It's not here. It's on, my, it's on my computer. I'm going to have to log on to my computer. Do you, do, it's been do, too long. Do you want me to jump in? Um, no, should we just do the news bit first, and then we can do the quizzes, perhaps? Can can well, uh, well, I tell you what, let me do mine because we'll, we'll have we'll have a we quiz, a... we'll have a quiz, and we'll come back to news. Mine's pretty quick well, so, anyway. Why don't, why don't we talk about a couple of um, a couple of news items, and I can jump on and do the quiz stuff. And then, all right, fair all enough. Right. So let's let's go news then. Uh, so uh, Matt Hancock, he had his jab. Is that one you want to talk about first? Yeah, we can, even, we can jab, even go Hancock. Tories with Matt Hancock. We can talk Keir Starmer. Uh, yeah, we can talk about them both, really, can't we? Yeah. Slag them both off, it's not a problem. Uh, yeah, so Matt Hancock had his COVID jab. Um, apparently, it's just a, a small, annoying little prick. And apparently, he's also had his COVID jab. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, had, he had Professor Van Tam doing it, if you saw that. Yeah, how come you get... Is this is this where we're getting to now, that you you have sort of different celebrities doing your... Uh... Celebrity doctors? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sounds like it. It, is, it does seem. It seems quite cool, Van Tam, doesn't it? I mean, mm. probably a bit cooler than Chris Whitty. I think we mentioned on the podcast before that Chris Whitty might end up sort of appearing on Strictly Come Dancing and various other bits and bobs. How is it? Van Tam does seem. How is it? Think it's going to work on things like Love Island. You know, when they, you know, cause you're a big Love Island fan. When they start, um, I can't do the impression of the uh, bloke, but uh, you know, uh, something like Nicole hasn't had a hasn't had a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> She's unable to go to the snuggle pod or whatever they call it. <laughs> to the hideaway. Yeah. Is that um, what they're going to do? Fair, I, I, I don't know how it's going to work. I'm assuming everyone must be tested beforehand mm. to make sure they don't come in, in contact. Um, but I think it's meant to be abroad. They said it's definitely coming back on, but they'll have to take us a load more contestants out. I presume it will be quite more? difficult in terms There's going to be more of them. Yeah, I presume they're going to <sighs> have people waiting in the wings ready in case they have to, certain people can't make it or whatever. Um, so, that, yeah, that, that, that's that in terms of Love Island. Um, also, as I say, we, we did say we would talk about other people as well, and the Labour Party is... Uh, they, they didn't perform very well in the elections, did they? No. If you saw? No. Um, so the, it was the elections last Thursday mm-hmm. um, for local councils, London mayor elections. There was a by-election Hartlepool as well. It's, it's, the, the difficult thing is, like... The, the, and, the, and the sad thing is, is that under Jeremy Corbyn's leadership, even though there was still a lot of uh, a lot of falling outs and so on under that, I think people kind of did understand or were a lot more, got a lot more about what Labour stood for then, even if some of the party didn't stand for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there, there was, it might have been, but, but there was a clear message from the top, wasn't there, in terms of the leadership, where, where they felt about certain things. And I feel like I understood it. Um, but obviously there was a lot of infighting within the party. But now they've gone to this thing now where nobody really knows what's going on with it. And so I, I think, you know, you, you know, we had a lot of... Uh, people are saying this now, people are saying that before. Well, I think, you know, we did have something we could have we could have clung on to a little bit more for those that are more to the left of things, maybe uh, central left than what we, you know, than what the sort of current government is and so on. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's a reasonable analysis, actually, to be fair. Um, so well done. So yeah, I think... Uh, I, I, I think there was sort of a fairly clear message from Jeremy Corbyn, albeit perhaps not that many people agreed with it, but there we go. Um, Keir Starmer seems to be... Well, you can tell he's a solicitor, really, can't you? I mean, when you're watching at Prime Minister's Questions, he's quite sort of carefully dissects Boris Johnson's arguments and sort of um, you can tell he's obviously trying to effectively win a court case against him, which is thought, to be fair, would be very good practice yeah. for Boris Johnson because he'll probably be in court <laughs> fairly soon anyway. So, um, yeah, he's, he's, they've announced an independent review into how mm. the uh, coronavirus pandemic's been handled. Um, yeah. I wonder if it's going to be like that independent review into racism and uh, various things like that mm. as well, and how that one turned out. 
Oh yeah, it was great news actually. That because um, there isn't a problem with racing. No, in the country, no, no. So there was good, yeah. So there's there's been no problem with how the, uh, the, the it might turn out. There's been no problem with how the coronavirus pandemic's been handled either. Even though yeah. we've had 130,000 deaths over similar sized uh, island nations that uh, have had a lot mm. less, but it's okay because we've got the vaccine sorted now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and, and and to be fair, getting the vaccine sorted is probably the best news I've heard for the country since it turned out that we've solved racism. So mm. well done. Um, all very good news. But Keir Starmer uh, might have done better if he'd not spent all his time um, in pubs, sorry, getting kicked out of pubs. Good point. Yeah, actually, what, what was he doing in the pub in the first place? Because surely you're only allowed to have table service outside. Yeah, true. Unless he was true. going to the toilet. Get him out of my pub there with that bloke was shouting. What was going on there? Yeah. Everyone missed that bit, didn't they, really? Yeah. <laughs> we talk, We didn't yeah. talk about it last time, but everyone, everyone see, maybe he was just going to the toilet because you can go into the toilet inside. Yeah. So. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, I've, uh, the good news is I've got my quiz up. All right, okay. Should we get on with that then? Quite what happened to the first version of it, I really don't know because I'm sure I saved it to my phone. But never mind. So anyway, it's the Ig Nobel Award 2013 we're on to. I mean, we've still got another about 20 odd years of this to go, um, which will keep us entertained on the podcast for a while. Um, so what won the award for archaeology? Was it for someone who parboiled a dead shrew and then swallowed the shrew without chewing? He then carefully examined everything excreted in subsequent days. Or... Is it for liquidising some fossils and drinking them? They were then compared to drinking liquidised stones. And that is stones as in rocks and mm. not the uh, bitter that used to be brewed in Sheffield. <laughs> um, okay, so he ate a shrew mm-hmm. and then... Di- and, yeah, basically sort of like... Um, analysed and, and then poo. sort of Yeah, an- analysed his own poo and not the shrew's poo. Mm, okay. Is the first one, or the second one, is liquidated or liquidised, rather, some fossils, and drank them. And compared them to what and they then, t- tasted like compared to stone? Yeah, I think it was more sort of how it goes through your body and sort of mm. what the effect is on you. A fossil compared to just a, a rock. Okay. Uh, would be a bit annoyed, though, if, uh, if you ran sort of a museum and someone got the fossils and just sort of stuck them in a blender, <laughs> blended them up and just drank them, and it would be very, very frustrating and dis- disappointing. Yeah, well, uh, apparently it's... Uh... Really good for uh, your, you know, when you when you're going to be going like running and exercising and you know doing your walking mm. and stuff like that. It's a it's a fossil fuel, isn't it? So <laughs> uh, there you go. Anyway, um, let's go with the first one. I think. So I think I think the first one's quite an odd one to have made up. Um, okay. So if you've no made uh, if you've made that up, there's uh, something wrong with you. <laughs> well, that's debatable anyway. Uh, you'd be right. Well done. Let me know there's something wrong with you, but anyway. So next up, uh, for the award for biology slash astronomy, uh, was it for discovering that foxes can travel to locations over 20 miles away, navigating just by the moon? Or for discovering that dung beetles can navigate their way home by looking at the Milky Way? My friends, uh, we we went, this this could have been, they could be having me on with this, but we went out to Kellam Island uh, mm-hmm. a week on Saturday, um, so... We, you know, for first time going out since about October or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, friends. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. I'm, I'm aware of what the concept of having friends is like. <laughs> I know you never invite me on these things. Oh, yeah, joking. I'm, um, I'm aware that you and some other people went on it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, they they said afterwards the next day that I was saying that the moon wasn't real and it was on string. They were saying that that's that's what I was talking about. Now I can't remember right. if I did or didn't say that. Uh, whether they're having me on or not, but apparently I I said that the moon isn't real. It's it's on so, a string or something. What you're basically saying is you had a lot to drink. Mm, yeah, but anyway, 
So it's either that foxes can navigate, uh, they can travel sort of 20 miles just by sort of following the moon. Uh, yeah. Or number two was what again, sorry? Option two. Uh, that uh, dung beetles uh, can navigate their way home by looking at the Milky Way and sort of the stars and all that sort of stuff. So they, were they investigating that, or did they actually discover this? Um, I don't know. I've, I've not on, on mm. whichever one it is. I haven't looked into it in that amount of depth, really. I'm going to go foxes. I think foxes can navigate by the moon. Uh, you'd be incorrect. <laughs> I know. I, I do know that my dad once managed to navigate uh, by the moon when we were on holiday in Portugal. He went to go and buy something. I had to try and work out how to get back. So he sort of needed to look at where the moon was and which way he'd gone. You went on holiday so to the moon? Them. Not to the moon, no, just to Portugal. Oh, just right, Portugal. okay. Cheap, Fair enough. Cheaper. Easier to get to as well. Yeah. Uh, Is it moon. on the... which? What, what list is it on the moon? Is it on the green list? Um, I don't know, actually. I'm assuming it probably, probably is, yeah. Yeah, what do you have to do if, you, if you're coming back to space? Coming back from space? Do you have to <laughs> self-isolate or... Actually, talking about that, I did see that um, Coldplay... I mean, I'm quite a Coldplay fan, as, as you know. And Chris Martin from Coldplay, I think he's a he's a very good musician. I really like his music. I like his singing, I like his piano playing, particularly on some of the earlier tracks. Very good. I think he's quite a good frontman. Um, but he doesn't half sort of. I, f- I find him in interviews to be a bit kind of a twat. Yeah, yeah, basically for want of a better word. I don't particularly like to say it to someone who's who I am such a fan of of their actual music and songwriting and all that sort of stuff. But he was saying that the lockdown had... Um, Made him reassess his ego or something like that. Something like that, yeah. And then did, 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 I'm assuming you read the news article about it. Um, I, it, it led to him as pretty much, yeah, bang on, reassessing his ego. Did you see what the next paragraph said? No. It said that Coldplay's new song had been debuted by playing it to someone who was in space. <laughs> you think, how well did you reassess your ego there, actually? I mean... Because you know, the debut of your song gets sent out. I think it was a French astronaut who was on the International Space Station. They sent it to him for, as the first public showing of the song. Yeah. Yes, this is this is this is brilliant. Yeah, the music's <laughs> great. The the the, mute, the keys, the the sound, the rhythm, everything. Yeah, lead singer's a bit of a twat though. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there we All go. of that so, in anyway. French. So we, we, we've digressed a little bit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, on to the Ig Nobel Award for Chemistry, uh, which is. I got the wrong answer there, didn't I? Uh, yeah. You did, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think I did mark myself wrong. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So the wrong... The, sorry, the wrong answer. The answer for chemistry, what did the person do? Was it for discovering that a biochemical process by which onions make people cry is even more complicated than scientists first thought? Or is it for working out that... Uh, is it for working out if you need more or less heat to effectively cook different types of pasta depending on what the shape of the pasta is. Hmm. Right. So. So is it that um, the process by which onions make people cry is a bit more complicated? Yeah, than let's start with that one. Course? I think I think the onion one is uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's definitely some in that because I I used to not I used to cut onions and when I had my glasses on when when I wore glasses mm-hmm. uh, I used to it used to really affect me and used to get really upset and you know as as you do when you, your eyes start streaming when you're cutting onions but when i wore my contact but, lenses sorry hang on. you didn't get upset though did you i mean no. tears might come out of your eyes but you weren't sort of actually upset for cutting the onions i mean onions are there to it's only when i had cold play on it it's only when i had cold play on in the background yeah but anyway no but when i'm a contact lenses in it wouldn't affect me now i've had my laser eye surgery um mm-hmm. i don't i haven't had any effects from onions at all since 
which is really strange. And I think so. I think yeah. there is a lot. There's a there's a deeper thing. And they say if you hum and stuff like that, that uh, you don't get affected either. So that's that's one. Uh, did, yeah. Did when when you had your laser eye surgery, did the person who was doing it just kind of like just dab his finger in a bit of onion, and just wipe <laughs> it across your eye, just to, to kind of. Bit like bit like being vaccinated against the onions, uh, like you have for COVID jab. Just sort of give a little bit of it to you to sort of inoculate. And the second, what happened? I think the second one. Just remind me of that again. Second one is for working out whether more or less heated heat was needed to effectively cook different types of pasta, depending on what shape it is. Mm, so uh, I'm just trying to get me to head around this. So they've got like things like. Uh, you've got your, your different pasta shapes, haven't you? So you've got your straight spaghetti, sort of lasagna strips sort of things. Sheets. Yeah, you've uh, got your ravioli. Hold on a minute. The penny's dropped. I know what you're on about now. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, Yeah, I think it's the I think it's the onion one, definitely. Okay, the onions, you'd be correct. Hold on. I'm trying to stick Isn't up for tip? some of this research, even though it's been awarded for being useless research. Yeah, so the... the so I believe the tip for cutting onions to make sure you don't start crying is to cut it underwater. Have you had that? That Sounds... you submerge the onion in water and then cut it? Because I thought you meant I had to get like a diving tank. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you, you can put your hands in the knife but underwater right, okay. without submerging yeah. your entire body. Yeah. All you do is you have to get in a car that then goes in the bath. And fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can do that. Or I mean, one thing that I, I remember about onions, I'm not a massive onion fan. Um but I do remember watching an episode of Four in a Bed, is it called? You know, the uh, the Channel 4 programme where it takes four people and they go to different people's guest houses. Sounds like... Uh, four, four couples. Uh, it sounded more like something on Channel 5, to be honest, but uh, yeah, I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, if you go to... yeah, Have you ever watched it before on Channel 4? Uh, Channel 4? Yeah, I think... Is it a bit like uh, the... It's a bit like Come Down with me, but trying people's guest houses out and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And at the end of it, you, also, you, you, you scored the guest house and whatever. I remember watching one episode a few years ago, and someone's comment was, um, the room smelt like it had just been painted, uh, which I presume is because the room had recently been painted, you know, trying to keep it nice, keep it well decorated, looked after, and maybe they let people into the room a little bit earlier than they should have done. Perhaps, it, again, it um, might be the case that they're mindful they're about to appear on television, they've got guests staying there, all that sort of stuff. But she said, um, what you can do to take the smell away is chop an onion in half and leave that out to help take away the smell of paint. So which I thought, <laughs> it's just gonna so does it take away the smell of paint, or does it just make your room stink <laughs> of onions? A bit like saying, I'll tell you what, why don't you just get a bloke in and get him to fart for ages inside the room, and then it won't smell of paint, will it? Yeah, that's, yeah. The, the, apparently, cause it, it's so, I suppose they're saying that the onion's going to soak up any scent. I don't know, act like some sort of dehumidifier, maybe. I, don't, I don't know. Anyway. I, I, I genuinely don't know, genuinely don't know, but they are, that, that was the comment that came back. Mm. Uh, next up, award for medicine. What's uh, what happened to this? Was it for assessing the effect of listening to opera on mice who have had heart transplants, or is it for assessing the effect of a long car journey on dogs and seeing the difference made by the tempo of music being played whilst in the car? I don't. Uh, no, I don't think that there will be that many mice who have had heart transplants. Uh, I mean, well, That's what you and not not that they would have kept alive and and so on either. Not that many. I know they've got to practice on something, but. It's odd to practice on something so very small. Mm. Um, mm. Um, I mean, you you recently undertaken a long car journey to to Whitby and back. Was it was a dog there? That I had no dog. So, yeah. Uh, so you just rolled your eyes then. So I'm assuming. Mum's got of, dogs. Um, so, but uh, yeah, I can imagine that the effect, yeah that a dog is more chill if it can hear nicer music or whatever, uh, softer yeah. music. 
Uh, Listen probably, to Coldplay thinking, oh, I'll tell you no. what, that, 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 that's fantastic, but the lead singer, what a twat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so let, let's, let's go with the dog one, shall we? Dog one, uh, unfortunately, you'll be wrong. Yeah, apparently um, they they enjoyed um, the effect or the, the the assessed listening to opera music on mice, particularly mice that have heart transplants. I don't know how many mice have had heart transplants. That said, how many mice have you seen that haven't had heart transplants that you know for a fact haven't had them? Could be the case that they've all had them. Yeah, I suspect not many have though. To be fair, but there we go. Well, apparently it's supposed to be a secret, isn't it? Because obviously they're not supposed to test on animals and stuff like that. But a few of the mice squeaked, uh, and obviously. <laughs> Revealed all, so, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, next up, at peace, uh, Alexander Lushenko, president of Belarus. What did he do to win the prize? Was it for making it illegal to take part in any form of protest, thus banning chanting, singing, and stamping your feet? Or did he make it illegal to applaud in public? Hmm. Uh, I don't know why you'd want it to be illegal to applaud, because that's generally seen as a good thing. Uh, did you say that, is it the same person who's in charge now? I think so. I think he's one of the very few people to have won two Ig Nobel Awards. Has he won one recently, hasn't he? I think he won one recently alongside um, Boris Johnson, yeah. Donald Trump, Jan Bolsonaro. For not, doing enough, of, not for... doing enough about coronavirus. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go with the first one then. I think he banned protesting. Whatever. Protest? Yeah. Uh, you're incorrect. He banned applauding in public. That seems odd. Uh, yeah. There was also a... a a um, a commendation is that right? If you um, yeah, there was a there was a highly recommended uh, to the Belarus State Police um, because they managed to arrest a one-armed man for applauding in public. So there we go. <laughs> That's not, it's not it's not it's not quite a certificate in cellar management. But, um, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, so the, Belarus... so a one, they, they arrested a one-armed man for clapping. Yeah, I'm assuming he was, he was making noise against his leg or whatever, but he did apparently arrest a one-armed man mm. for clapping. I don't even know how they handcuffed him, to be honest. But... <laughs> uh, okay. Uh... So, next up, probability. What won the award for probability? Is it, first, that the longer the cow has been lying down, the more likely the cow will stand up soon? And, <laughs> once the cow stands up, you cannot easily predict how soon that cow will lie down again. Or, yeah, go on. Or, is it for provide, for proving that if a cat is inside and the door to go outside is open, it is more likely that the cat will want to stay inside. But if the door is closed, it's more likely that the cat won't want to go outside. <laughs> uh, the second one is definitely... You don't need to be a researcher to know that one. That is definitely true. Um, but what what is this research about is the question. Now, the cow one, um, have you heard before that... Cause there's a thing about cows laying down meaning it's going to rain, doesn't it? And uh, I, I heard possibly yeah. yeah I heard the thing about that was because they like dry they, they like eating dry grass rather than wet grass mm. so they lay down and keep it dry underneath them yeah um, I don't know if that's true or not but the cow one then about whether it's you know of course if it's been laying down for a long time of course it's going to stand up soon which is what makes mm-hmm. it an ignoble award I suppose of pointless sort of thing bit of research the second one I don't think you need to I think that is just a, an ignorant cat thing to be honest with you so let's go with uh, I. <sighs> Maybe the second one's your research. So let's go with the first one. What, based on my own cat? Yeah. Uh, you'd be correct. Well done. <laughs> yeah, and I think it is right. I mean, you've got a cat as well. Basically, open the door, not bother about going out, shut the door, wants to go out. Of course, um, yeah. And then similarly, when it comes to back in, coming back in, you leave the door open for it to walk in to shut it because it's starting to get cold and then she'll appear at the door and say, I want to come back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't know. 
That they just so um, they, they, they meow to be left let, let out. You let him out, and then the, the back door wanted to come back in. So they wanted yeah. to go out to walk round the house to the back door to come back in. So either they're too lazy or stupid to walk through the house to the back door because they want to stand near the back door. So they go out the front and then go around the back so they can get in at hmm. the back and then the way they want it to be. They're just ignorant, aren't they? I think they're doing part of a um, walking challenge mm. for work. So oh, yeah. trying to get as many yeah. steps in as possible to yeah. while they go all the way around. Maybe the some of these cats should have reassessed their ego um, during the lockdown period. Yeah. I thought it would be a good idea, maybe just jumping back to my thought, is that maybe I could strap my mobile phone to my cat and see how far she gets during the day and see what steps she can do for me. Yeah. Whatever you do, well, don't put don't do. put Coldplay on there. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be far too much for her. <laughs> uh, next up, anyway. Physics. What won the award for physics? Is it for discovering that the colour red is the most effective when camouflaging, or for discovering that some people will be physically capable of running across the surface of a pond, but only if those people in the pond were on the moon? <laughs> Although if they were, they'd probably be too busy listening to the new Coldplay track. Um, okay, right. Well... Red doesn't strike me as a very camouflage colour. There's not. That... Sorry, I, I, I can't quite see you saying that. Thing, <laughs> uh, all I can see is you sat in your red shirt and on your red chair as well. Okay, right. Right now, I might be a bit camouflaged, but generally, it's it's quite a standout colour, isn't it? You know what I mean? They do say there's but a bit when... of research saying that red cars are the most are the ones that, are, that have the most crashes, apparently. It's so it's a camouflage ah, for the stuff. Exactly. Mm, maybe the there's something lights, in that. Or... Right, in that case, I'm going to go for that one. Okay. Um, you'd be wrong. Uh, next up, next up, psychology. Uh, what one? You just psychology? did some psychology on me there. Uh, well, uh, you, if you listen to what I'm telling you, then you know I can't even legislate for that sort of uh, nonsense. Well, I'm saying, but anyway, award for psychology. So, what one? The award for psychology was it for confirming that people who think they are drunk also think they are attractive. And also think that the moon is on a piece of string. <laughs> uh, or is it for demonstrating that a basketball player was more likely to successfully throw a three throw if they said the words, I am Superman, ten times before taking the throw? Hmm. Which I presume is sort of positive positive reinforcement and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, if you tell yourself you're going to succeed, then you'll succeed or something along those lines. So I reckon it is the basketball one for this one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're wrong again. Yeah. It's the. Oh. No, I, no, I'm right. I'm right, Fisher. Yeah. I'm, I'm right. Am I right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes, yeah. no, thank no, you. I, I, I won't be tricked into that. You are unfortunately wrong. Um, it is the case that drunk people also think they are attractive, or more often than not. Um, yeah, I made the one up about the Superman basketball. Although I, I suspect there probably is something in that that if you tell yourself you're good and have that positive thought process, then you're more likely to succeed and do well. So what did you Next say? I just I got I got distracted by my uh, beautiful reflection in this glass. Hmm, indeed. Um, although it is a bit uh, that that glass is quite oddly shaped. So it might <laughs> sort of take the imperfections <laughs> of your face back and make it look alright. <laughs> anyway, next up, uh, public health. Um, what will the award for public health? Is it for the research paper named "The Effect of Frostbite on Men's Toes in Nordland," uh, which is in the north part of Norway, uh, compared the effect of frostbite on men's toes in Lapland, which is in the north part of Finland? Um, he concluded that actually the effects of frostbite was fairly similar in both locations. <laughs> or is it the medical technique described in their report um, as surgical management of an epidemic on penile amputations in Siam? So the removal of the penis in where? Uh, Siam. So I think it's a Thailand, isn't it? Far East. Why? 
know. Is it some sort of tradition or is it a punishment? Uh, might not necessarily be in humans, to be fair. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Um, Although, to be fair, why would you move an- remove an animal's penis? It doesn't really make a huge amount of sense either. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. I reckon it 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 might be the, the second one, the the weird okay. one. Let's go with the weird one. I mean, weird both one. weird, okay. but yeah. Yeah, you'd, you'd be right. Well done. Um, and this this is genuinely true what I'm about to say. Um, apparently, uh, the techniques in the report are all recommended, except in cases where the amputated penis has been partially eaten by a duck. That's what it says. That's what it says. <laughs> nothing more to add other than that's uh, that's what it says on the on that matter. And finally, last one: safety engineering. Um, what won the award for safety engineering? Is it for inventing a system to trap airplane hijackers? The system drops a hijacker through some trap doors seals him in a package, and then drops him through the aeroplane's flaps out of the aeroplane. He's <laughs> parachuted to Earth, where police, who have been alerted by radio, can await his arrival. Okay. Um, I'm sure, I'm, let's be honest, I'm sure it's fairly straightforward. Um, I've got a hijacker, I'm just dropping him out of the aeroplane. I'll land him somewhere in England, can you pick him up, please? Yeah. Um, or for inventing a method of checking whether all meat has been sufficiently cooked to ensure that it does not possess any harmful bacteria. Whilst the tests were actually quite highly accurate, Unfortunately, it did take about four hours to give the results. And it was generally accepted <laughs> that putting a thermometer in the meat was just as effective. I was going to say, there's already something to do that sort of thing, isn't there? Um, uh, well, it tests the temperature. It doesn't necessarily test for bacteria. Okay. let's. Although most bacteria won't live at a certain temperature. Exactly. So. Let, let's go with the f- second one, then. Okay. Um, you would be incorrect. So you're saying this person thought that you could, you could invent something that would trap a... A hijacker drop them out of the plane and then hopefully land them without killing them somewhere that the police could pick them up. Yeah, he gets parachuted back to Earth, and the police who've been alerted by radio can await. It says his arrival, so it's a bit yeah. definitely assuming it's going to be a bloke doing it, which is probably fair enough. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's a bit of an unusual one. As I, say, I don't, I don't know how accurately you can drop someone out mm. of an aeroplane with a parachute. And just assume that they will land in a certain spot. Be worse if it was like voice activated as well, and you know you were there. You say you're going on a stag do with your friends or whatever, and you're sat there and you're waiting for your friend who's you know stuck in the airport like they do, you know. Uh, and anyway, you know, or he goes off to the toilet, you know, and you've not seen him for a while, you know, because sometimes you get put separately on the plane, don't you, from your friend, uh, yeah. you know, because you can't always get seats together, can you? So imagine they, you know, midway through the flight, they walk up the plane to come and just you know like you say hello, so how's your flight going and all that. Friends walking up, you uh, look up, take your eye mask off. Hi, Jack. Doors open, down <laughs> it goes. <laughs> That'd be a nightmare. Oh yeah. Um, I think I think by the sound of it, they've got to sort of like break in through one door and they can't get into a sealed chamber before the next door and then they can get mm. dropped through the floor. Um, but yeah, it doesn't really make a great deal of sense to be fair. Mm. But that's that's what won the award, and you know, good on the person who's done it. In a fantastic inventor. I'm, I'd like to think that's never actually been implemented in any aircraft, <laughs> but you never quite know. Was that the last one? That was the last one, so well done. Enjoyed that. Cheers, Fisher. Uh, so Thank before you. we come back on, we're gonna, we've kind of covered everything I think we wanted to in the news. So before we come back on to that, uh, I'm going to play a little advert. Fisher, if you want to get your steps in. I'm going to do a bit of walking then. Yeah. Have you heard of cryptocurrency? Bitcoin, Dogecoin and Litecoin, to name a few. Do you wish you'd got there sooner before the boom? Well, now's your chance to make up for it. Introducing Shitcoin. Shitcoin is a brand new unregulated cryptocurrency aimed at the modern working man or woman, non-binary person or ostrich. Yes, we're calling out you millennials to jump on board Shitcoin. 
How does it work, you might ask? Well, at Shitcoin, we want to do things differently. Shitcoin can be used to only buy things that no one else wants or needs, like toothbrush maracas, high-yield flippers, or the self-watering watering can. It's a watering can that when you tip the water out to spout, it just fills its end back up again. Anyway, buy a bunch of these shitcoins and you'll be a shitcoin millionaire. You'll be shitting coins as no one else wants them. You can use them to invest in other projects and products that don't take off, like Kia Starmer's hopes of winning the next election. Or grow your own Boris haircut set. Shitcoin. Where the money's worth shit. Got your steps in there, Fisher? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Doing you mi- all right. You missed me trying to do a Yorkshire accent, even though I've already got a Yorkshire accent. I'll have to, I'll have to listen back to yeah. that uh, later on this evening. Anyway, uh, so I've got a quiz, um, and I think I came I came across this because or I decided to do this as I saw a funny headline that really I should have put um, I should have put in in the headline of the week thing. Uh, but you know, there's the, the I, I don't know if you're into boxing. Uh, I'm not particularly into it. Um, but I did see a funny headline um, about, you know, that, that kind of made me laugh. And it was, Billy Joe Saunders reveals huge row over size of ring against Canelo, <laughs> uh, which I thought was quite funny. And then I started having a look, is there anything you can, you know, sporting headlines or anything like that that I could do a bit of a quiz about? And I landed on a, on a, a couple of pages about headlines from the Sunday sports, um, which yeah. are, I mean, a paper that I don't read. I am very unlikely to read in future, but they have had some... Quite amazing headlines uh, that are pretty bonkers, and I'd, how made up they are, I don't know. But I thought we could do a quiz based on it. I mean, I don't think you actually read the Daily Sport or Sunday Sport, do you? I think most people buy it to look at the pictures, really, I think is a general general yeah. gist of that. Am I right? Yeah, I, I imagine so. Um, yeah. But are you ready for some of these headlines? It, some of, there's just some slightly, there's some, there's some multiple choice, and there's some things you've got to do a bit of a guessing sort of game, okay? okay. So. Yeah. Uh, Listen to the. I mean, to be fair, I put I put on it. Listen to the headline and tell me if it's real or fake. But I just decided, you know what, they're all real. So they are all real headlines. Forget that bit. But you've got a different right. task associated with each one. So number one, <laughs> the headline from the sport on Sunday, Sunday sport, whatever it is. Sorry for shitting outside your house. Dot dot dot. And we're looking for a celebrity's name. Okay. Now, obviously, that's not uh, much to go on. <laughs> He just invested in shitcoin, hasn't he? <laughs> um, um, but I can give. Do you want? Do you want a two-word um, thing for, for you to guess this celebrity? So, so shitting outside your house. Your two words is. Sorry, hang on. Is it? Is it the? I'm assuming it's someone who's shit outside the celebrity's house, not a celebrity who's shit outside someone else's house. Yeah. Yes. So the the the, the celebrity so is, is a, an, it, an unwilling this, victim this, of this crime. This random person uh, is a builder who is mm-hmm. uh, apologising for shitting outside this particular celebrity's house, but it was a headline okay. on the paper. So if shitting outside your house, dot, 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 and your two-word clue is Big Brother. Uh, is it, well, I'm assuming probably Davina McCall. Maybe, or, or maybe... <laughs> well done. So Builder admitted after getting off a train in the village of Wadhurst, he was really desperate for the toilet, so decided to go in a spot near the train station, which happens to back onto where Davina McCall's house was. Uh, I don't think it was the Big Brother house, I think it was her actual house. Uh, It appears that many desperate passengers in the past have used this spot. 
so it's not just a one-off thing, but this one builder saw an article about it and decided to, uh, when he realised it, it didn't, it didn't poo outside of Davina McCall's house, he decided to ring the paper and tell them. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he would have got away with it. It was just, just sort of squatting down, just having a dump, and then all of a sudden this voice said, "This is Big Brother." <laughs> Watched, so. Yeah, anyway. Next then. Lad, sh- number two. Lad shat in teacher's kettle to dodge what? A, lesson, B, parents' evening, or C, exams? <laughs> I don't quite understand what the point is. Is it, is it hoping that he's going to get expelled so therefore doesn't have to do his exams or doesn't have to do something? Or Presuming so, yeah. So, I mean, well, it's quite strange that we talked about pissing the kettle earlier on, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> just run through the options again then. So, please, lad shat in teacher's kettle to dodge A, lesson, B, parents' evening, or C, exams. I think maybe parents' evening. I don't think it's parents' evening. It's just going to make parents' evening worse, isn't it, you know? Well, uh, this, lad, this, because... this lad doesn't doesn't want to do... He doesn't seem to want to do his exams, or he doesn't want to mm. seem to do his uh, lessons. Uh he also did a shit in my kettle. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it's going to be that one, is it? Uh, no, it's it's exams. So he obviously wanted to get out of exams, so tried to get himself expelled. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. number three, uh, this headline was, It's a Forking Miracle. Okay, which is, the headline itself isn't isn't anything special. Uh, but the news mm-hmm. story itself is that a face of a late comedian appears in a gardener's fork tool handle. Okay, but what? who was the comedian? Uh, so... It's a forking miracle. Was uh, was the uh, the headline? I don't know if you want to guess based on that, or if you want me to give you some options. I wonder whether it might be one of the two Ronnies. Would uh, it be the fork? So I may, I'd maybe say Ronnie Barker. Yeah. No. All right, Ronnie Corbett. Sorry. So yeah. Uh, but, well, then you kind of got part of it right. So you, I was going to yeah. say Ken Dodd. So you eliminated Ken Dodd without even even having given you the chance to hear his name. But anyway, uh, number four, banned in every pub in Hull for a. Shitting in the urinals, or B, slut dropping the slot machines. So slut dropping, the, is, is it a slut dropping where you sort of basically take all the coins out of the slot machines? No. I think. It's where you, oh, it's right. a dance move, where you kind of, oh, right. where the, the lady sort of, like. Sorry, you're going to have to give us a visual representation of how this works. Sorry, it's like where she like... sort of drops down, like, and squats down in front of a man, sort of thing. Oh, right, okay. I, I, I think I know the dance move that you're referring to. Um, that you've so fantastically demonstrated um, for any audio listeners listening to this. Um, <laughs> so I, I thought it might have been where you kind of go in and just take loads of money out of the jackpot machines, uh, out of the bandits. Um, so, yeah. I don't, I don't think that someone would have sh- shit in every... I've said shit quite a lot in this episode. I don't, I don't think you would have done that on every single urinal in, in all the pubs in Hull. But I think you might have slot drops in front of them. So I'm going to say the second one. Shitting in the urinals. I was once accused mm. of that, by the way, uh, which I definitely didn't do. Um, yeah. uh, and it's, it, 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 I'd, I'd been to a uh, Danny Bember, a good friend of ours, mm. uh, who was went yeah. went off travelling uh, mm. to Thailand and to work in Thailand and you know having a good time and so on. Uh, then he went to New Zealand and he was away for quite a long time. But on the on the first when he was leaving for the very first time, his big bye bye, I'm leaving sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's big bye bye, you've shat in your rhino as a goodbye. <laughs> no, no, we, we had we had some uh, what do you call it? Um San Sangria uh, yeah. on the on the tables uh, and mm-hmm. and I ended up drinking quite a lot of it and it's really dark, 
reddish sort mm-hmm. of in colour. Um, and obviously when it goes into your stomach and drank way too much of it and, uh, yeah, I was sick in a urine. Uh, but um, because of the colour, it, uh, yeah, it had a, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I definitely didn't do... I definitely yeah. didn't poo in a urine. I've had to deny that many times before. Although I think they just do it to arm me. Uh, but anyway, yeah. uh, you know... As tell me that the moon. I said that the moon was strung up by string, but it wasn't. Uh, anyway, mm. so let's let's. It was the first one, but I don't think she'd done it in every urinal in Hull. I think I think she did it in a, one or two, she? and then yeah, it was a she. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I've actually got uh, in what? there in the first place. Well, <laughs> <laughs> women don't use urinals, surely. <laughs> she but does. Yeah, perhaps she's fundamentally not understand what the urinals are for. She's not very familiar with them. <laughs> exactly. All it needed was just explaining, you know. <laughs> and uh, we need to tell her what a urinal cake is as well, because that could go horribly wrong too if she's not <laughs> careful. Cake. <laughs> anyway, uh, number four. Uh, no, it was number four. Uh, this is number five. Boris Johnson blank. So you got to fill in the blank. Boris Johnson mm-hmm. blank gobbled my cock. <laughs> um... So is it a girlfriend? B pig or C dog I was going to say I was going to say look alike um <laughs> but uh girlfriend well I mean to be honest I mean I know he's had that many girlfriends it's a bit difficult to nail one down surely pig I'm not sure if this or... is any, if if this is why he owes 535 pounds to uh, the county yeah. court but uh... <laughs> I I think by cock it might mean hen cockerel chicken kind of thing um so I think it's probably an animal and is it a pig or is it a dog Farmyard, I guess I'd pig. It was the pig, well done. <laughs> yes, and it was, talk, the, the, the cock was talking, it was a, basically it was a farmer, uh, apparently watched in horror as pig with hair resembling Boris Johnson yeah. ate his prized cockerel. Um, but it's fine because the pig got its comeuppance because David Cameron turned up uh, a little bit <laughs> later on. <laughs> uh, number next, uh, next time, number six, uh, Chuckle Brother Double is A, a Morrison's checkout lady, or B, a stagnite stripper. Oh, man. Um, uh, we're talking about uh, Barry as well. Well, it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, to be fair, I mean, <laughs> if your lady looks like the Chuckle Brothers, I mean, you don't say, wait, all right, I look like it's like more attractive than one of them. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. If you're a woman, I look like the Chuckle Brothers. It's just not good in general. I I think stagnite stripper. Stagnite stripper. Well done. Um Apparently charges £200 for a sex act named To Me, To You. (laughs) 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 Absolutely. That's what it says in the article. I haven't made that one up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Right. Let's let's stop being silly now. Number seven. Jeremy Corbyn's sex dwarf. (laughs) 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 A. Eaten by otters. Why not, Otters. Or B, runs for local elections. <laughs> How small must the dwarf be if he gets eaten by some otters? Are you sure he's not, not bitten by one as opposed to eaten? No, eaten runs by otters. For, or runs for local elections. I mean, anyone can... I do, actually, sorry, I've got something to talk about um, in relation to elections. I think that... I think he might have run for local elections, just as a bit of a novelty candidate. I mean, haven't they got Lord Binhead in yeah. London or wherever he's called? He used to be yeah. Lord Buckethead. Love, yeah, love book, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn, sex dwarf, eaten by otters. So, I mean, this is this is you know, it's not a nice story for the for the hmm. Jeremy Corbyn bloke, 
dwarf because yeah he died in a canoe accident incident apparently he was a keen canoer uh he was also apparently a keen dogger the report decided to mention as well he was a that's why he was called sex dwarf because known for getting about a bit um but yeah he got he apparently died in a canoe incident and was found um with otter nibbles on him yeah right. so he only only ate a small part of him yeah um, nibbles on him yeah um yeah, so what I was going to talk about with elections is the candidate for police and crime commissioner in Swindon, if you saw this. All right. Um, have you seen this? Uh, ex- well, he's expected to win a Tory candidate. Um, is it Swindon? It's sort of in, in that sort of area, Wiltshire or what have you. And unfortunately, he didn't realise that he had a conviction about 30 years ago uh, for drink driving. So therefore, he's ineligible to stand for election. So they're going to have to count the votes because people voted. Um, he's going to be withdrawn from the process, but he's still going to count them because people voted in it, so you've got to follow the correct process. Um, he's not going to get in because, as I say, he's going to have to withdraw because he's, it now turns out he's ineligible, even though he claimed that he'd actually notified the Tory party and they still select him anyway. Of course they did. And they're going to have to, re- yeah, they're going to have to rerun the election. Uh, it's going to cost, they reckon, about £1.6, £1.7 million to rerun it. All right, OK. Well, I'm sure they can find that money, can't they? They'll just ask a friend yeah. or something like that. Well, so, do, what, a com- what a complete and utter waste of public mm-hmm. money. Again. I, although I would actually possibly say, in the man's defence, I wouldn't particularly be too bothered if a candidate running for police and crime commissioner, which I know very little about what the police and crime commissioner actually does. I don't really see that they actually need them. I don't really understand what their role is as a police and crime commissioner. I wouldn't really care less whether the person who's currently standing for it has got a they, drink drive they commission, they commission years ago or not. They commission crime, don't they? They're just, yeah, we'll commission that yeah. one and that one. Uh, yeah. Contracts go into... Uh, to uh, Tory friend, oh, yeah, we'll commission that. Yeah. That's fine. That's crime, definitely commit that. Yeah. yeah. That's what um, we'll do. So yes, there we go. But uh, anyway, we, we, let's move on back to uh, the uh, Sunday sports headlines. Okay, I've bonked five hundred women, and the headline that I'm going to read: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've bonked five hundred women pretending to be a Boris Johnson, B Jeremy Clarkson, or C James May. Well, it was the person who said that. It was actually, it was actually Boris Johnson, wasn't it? Actually, and he said. He bonked 500 women pretending to be Boris Johnson, I think. <laughs> um, now, I, I I think I vaguely remember this as being Clarkson. Now, I mean, to be fair, obviously Boris Johnson's got a bit of a reputation. Clarkson and May probably haven't and probably aren't that particularly attractive either. But I wonder whether or not pretending to be Jeremy Clarkson might be able to get you some success with the ladies who's probably better known than James May. So I'm going to say Clarkson. is actually James May. James May. There you go. Mm. Uh, So, uh, two more. Number nine. Uh, This headline involves an excuse being made by someone who was accused of being a pervert in a supermarket. Okay, just to give you a bit of background. Okay. So, number nine. I wasn't flashing my willy. I was A, reorganising my balls or B, shoplifting sausages. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I did hear... I did hear that there was once a postman who was um, accused of exposing himself um, when he was on his rounds, kind of thing. And his response was, uh, "She must have seen. She must have seen my thumb as a postman." <laughs> oh, like when you do his... that when you do that joke. <laughs> yeah, put your finger through his rounds. Yeah, um, I, th- I think he might. I, I can't imagine he would say he would just rearrange his balls. I think he might have been trying to shoplift some sausages. Probably makes more sense in a supermarket. I think so, shoplift sausages. I think the idea is that you he'd rather take the hit for shoplifting sausages than exposing his uh, self in a supermarket. Um, yeah. Probably the lesser of the offence, which is probably why. Yeah, but he, that is the right answer. 
Awesome. Did the was a slight flaw in that that he basically didn't have any sausages on him um, <laughs> when they tried to tried to stop him. It was a no. It was it was from the uh, special sort of you know European sausage section. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Definitely from the delicatessen yeah, counter. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the, yeah. Super, the security in the supermarkets has the worst crime they've uh, seen committed in there. Anyway, uh, so number ten, banned from Chinese buffet for a attacking the staff with chopsticks or b shitting in the seaweed. A lot of shitting stories here, aren't there? Yeah. Um, attacking. By well, the I way, mean, uh, this is another quiz that we could do again one day because this is yeah. just a small selection of them. Um, I th- I w- I wonder whether or not. I mean, they're both fairly feasible, aren't they? I mean, yeah, <laughs> let's be honest, anything along these lines sort of shitting anywhere is kind of happens, and obviously you do have chopsticks in a Chinese yep. buffet restaurant. But um, one of them's fairly uh, feasible, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I think you're going to do shitting in the seaweed, I think. Well done. Not sure how many you got right there. I think you probably got... I think I think the, uh, the headlines just take away from what the actual score is anyway, but... Uh, uh, cool. If you want to g- have a quick Google online, Jeremy Corbyn's sex dwarf, uh, if you go onto the uh-huh. incognito tabs in your Google Chrome or whatever, <laughs> uh, if if this was a, a a certificate for being an associate fellow, that might be one of the things mm-hmm. I may have wrote, written about, how to use incognito tabs. Yeah. Maybe. Fair enough, I don't want to make a great deal. So should, should we play yeah. the music on to the next, uh, next part? Yeah, that? anyway. See you in a bit. Thank you very much for listening, watching live, watching later, uh, taking part, whatever you've been doing. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We're going to be on episode 99 next. 99, yeah. Which is... Let's some ice creams. That's some ice creams. Oh, why did they call them 99? Because that's how much they cost. I think they, well, that's how much they used to cost, yeah, 99p. Yeah. I think... Um, 199 I... now. <laughs> that was my certificate. Oh, well, to be fair... Fairly worthless anyway, isn't it really? Yeah. Uh, um, part of seller management is about stacking and, uh, you know, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I failed that one already, so, yeah. Yeah, looking after your product and being nice and neat and tidy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the good news is that after the 17th of May, uh, we'll be able to hug each other again. We will. Have you, been, have you been looking forward to it, Jimbo? No, not really. I'm not hugging you until you get that air sorted out. Well, you'll not be able to get near me with this air, will yeah. you? Don't know what um, Anne Hathaway will make of it. Not the one from the films. <laughs> Um, so I, I mean, to be fair, a lot of people talk about this. Oh, we'll be able to hug each other again. How many people do you hug? No, not a huggy person, really. No, me neither. I just, I, I, I can't recall anyone particularly who I hug. Um, so I don't see that it's going to make much of a difference to me, really. Um, but I think as of seventeenth of May, I believe we'll possibly be able to record next to each other and so, no longer on Zoom. So that means we, our, our hundredth episode could, we might, we might, we're going to be doing in person, basically, isn't it? Well, we do that in person, but yeah, we might yeah. not be via Skype. We might be mm. recording live, but just in one location together. Yeah. Although we're not we could quite technically sure have exactly. thirty people in uh, in a garden as well, so we could have us and twenty eight audience members. Mm. Yeah, should we maybe try and do a live episode <laughs> of an audience? Do you think we can get twenty eight people to watch it live? <laughs> to, to actually attend mm. and watch it live? Well, probably not, but. Um... <laughs> Yeah, think about trying to get a room somewhere or Let's issue some golden do. tickets. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Get the fans out. Wonder 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 who would attend it, if anyone. Yeah, it was something to think about. So we could so we find a live location. It's all the rage, isn't it? Doing sort of live recordings of podcasts. That's what people do instead of like writing stand up comedy shows, just do a live recording of podcasts and stick exactly. it out. We'll think about I it. I mean yeah. I mean if if we start doing live episodes, I might even make it onto the mm. podcast list of recommended podcasts from our work. Exactly. 
And it, won't, it probably won't be the most disappointing thing you've ever watched live, particularly if you're a Sheffield Wednesday fan. Um, of course. So get yourselves down. I actually watched the game on Saturday. Mm. And, you know, I was, I, 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 we were never staying up, were we, I don't think. I think, I think I'm not sure oh, about that. There... I, I think there might have been about five seconds where we were, which was just as they were kicking the penalty into the net. Yeah, I think when Rotherham... I think Rotherham's conceded. Yeah, so there was a ve- maybe a very but very short period. The fact there. that the fact that you know you've got a team who you know we just needed to, all we we needed to do a job and that was just win the game because. You know, we could have been, we could have gone down for win, for winning or losing. It doesn't really matter. We just needed to win. That's all we, ha- that's all we had to do. The rest was out of our hands. Um, and on two occasions, we were winning. We were winning a game of football. Yeah. On two occasions, they have to. Fr- it's, it's just like it had to be done. They had to throw it away. It doesn't matter what. No, no, they're, they're going to try and win, but they can still going to try and throw it away as well. Yeah. I want to get into it. frustrating. Yeah. But anyway. he scored three goals, but still didn't win. I mean, that's quite. I mean, to be fair to Derby, they want to win as well. But... Yeah. And they didn't. They drew. And <laughs> I, I, do, I do actually feel a little bit sorry for Rotherham. Yeah, I do. And who possibly actually I, slightly least deserved. I would have rather have Rotherham stayed up than Derby, and Derby yeah. come down with us. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, and, and and Rotherham fans won't say the same about Sheffield Wednesday, unfortunately. It's yeah. a weird relationship we have. But uh, hmm. yeah, but the thing is, you know that Rotherham are going to be in the top six of the of League One next year. You know that you could put your money on Rotherham being in the top six in hmm. League One next year. Could you put? Uh, could you? I know we've turned into a football podcast now, but could you put your money on on Sheffield Wednesday being the top six of League One next year? Don't know. Let's go to Andy Townsend and tactics <laughs> drop. What have you got, Andy? Um, let's look at how Sheffield Wednesday's playing. How they're doing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, the chairman said he was he, he had a plan a few years ago to get Sheffield Wednesday out of the championship, yeah. and he's eventually done it. So yeah. well done. He's he's taken full responsibility, hasn't he, for uh, for the the performance, and then he, he's going to sack his assistant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's going to. Someone said taxi for Chanziri, but it turns out that uh, the taxi firm that it's set up doesn't actually have any taxis. (laughs) Anyway, let's let's have faith. Right, let's get going, shall we? So we'll see you again, hopefully next week for episode 99, and then uh, episode 100 coming up very soon. Thank you for listening, watching, tweet us at Waste of Web Space, Facebook, Instagram, website, all that sort of stuff. Ta-ra. See you soon. Bye.